Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Restrictions apply. Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this is Out of Bounds. Yeah, you know, the good thing is, it's you know, he's got some experience, uh, you know, the last few weeks to play, and um, he's done a really, really good job for us defensively and then offensively as well, obviously. And, uh, you know, so it's not like we've kind of known this was going to happen. I mean, in a way, you could kind of see it coming and then some of the tests and different things. And uh, so it's not like it was a shock to us. We've been known for a while. Yeah, yeah. With John Neighbors. Every time you put a mic in my face, I'm going to say Arkansas. And Joe Franklin. We won't go into shell. We won't go into attack mode. Because that's what's required. On 1037 The Buzz. Two hours down, one hour to go. Appreciate everybody listening in on this beautiful day here in the great state of Arkansas. John Neighbors, Joe Franklin, broadcasting live from the Hogsmeade Market Studios with you today. And thank you, as always, for making us a part of your afternoon this afternoon. It's been a great Trash Talk Thursday and having some fun talking about everything going on in the sports world, as we know. With uh, the NBA playoffs have been going on, got to hear from Sam Pittman and some updates on the football team. But Razorback baseball, we got to talk with uh, Peyton Stovall, which was pretty enlightening in the earlier part of the show. And again, if you missed that interview, just check us out on our podcast network at Out of Bounds and 103.7 The Buzz, wherever podcasts are found. But we know that this is a big series for Arkansas. It's the final series. They're in the driver's seat of being a national seed. But they also have a chance to not only win the SEC West, but win the SEC outright this regular season, which who would have guessed that would have been the case with all the players that have gone missing, but they're still getting it done, and we're still going to get it done with Tyler Spoon, former Razorback, so let's go ahead and welcome him in. Fly ball to left center field, that's going to be trouble. Spoon chasing after, can he get there? He dives, he caught it! Did he catch it? He caught it! Holy smokes! Tyler Spoon just made the greatest catch of his career! Former Razorback outfielder Tyler Spoon out of bounds is presented by first horizon bank with first horizon bank grant programs you may qualify for up to twelve thousand dollars in discounts on your next mortgage loan apply online at firsthorizon.com first horizon is an equal house lender and member fdic let's go to the jones and sun diamond and bridal fine jewelry hotline and welcome in former razorback tyler spoon and tyler as always man we appreciate you joining us how you doing this afternoon Man, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I'm glad to be back again. Yeah, it's glad to have you on, too, man, especially when you're able to take care of business against South Carolina this past weekend at home to win your SEC regular season series finale at home. Now you're the number two team in the country. You're leading the West. You're in the driver's seat to possibly even win the SEC heading into this series against Vanderbilt. Not that there's anything on the line, but, man, it's pretty incredible to see the position that the Razorbacks have found themselves in heading into the final weekend series. Yeah, it sure is, and man, you know, with all the injuries that have happened and just kind of everything that's kind of shaken out this year, it's pretty remarkable, and I think that just speaks to the job DBH has done, and I, to me, there's no doubt in my mind he's the, the coach of the year, just what he's been able to do with this team and how they've dealt with the injuries, and you know, kudos to the players, man, just the guys stepping up, finding a way uh, just, to, just to make it happen. I mean, you got to have those guys that step up and come out of nowhere, and uh, we've certainly had those guys, and those are, those are the ones that end up making you uh, really successful in the in the postseason, and the ones that can help you turn it around at the right time. So uh, it's been fun, you know. You never you, you kind of got worried and you know, wig and put down, and then it was Frank, and you know just it snowballed after that. So uh, just to be in the position we are, man, it's just been incredible, and kudos to the entire team, not the staff. It's been it's been fun to watch. With this three-game series with South Carolina that just passed, and then you're going into this final series with Vandy. But going back to that one, didn't really have to get deep into the rotation, only use five pitchers throughout a three-game series. That's something that is probably unheard of. And then to top it off, you get a complete game from Hunter Holland. So pitching staff is really showing what they're, they're made of here down the stretch. 
Yeah, absolutely. And again, that was such a hundred going the whole game. That's just a huge performance that um, I think will help our bullpen get a little bit of rest and probably will go a little bit more unnoticed. Um, but it is one of those things that if you can get your bullpen some rest this late in the year, just give them a week off and you know, no midweeks, nothing, and they just get some time to catch their breath and um, you know get ready for this mini series and the postseason. I think it's going to be it, it really worked out. The timing couldn't have been more perfect, to be honest with you. So, uh, great job by Hunter Hall and just to do that and give your bullpen a little bit of a breath and um, allow everybody to kind of reset, and get ready for this weekend and postseason. So it, it was it was good to see. And you know, you got to have those guys step up at the end of the year and uh, the ones that come out of nowhere. Which Hall has been amazing all year, but. Um, just to give us a performance like that is is huge. And mentioning the bullpen, and uh, of course, you still have one series to worry about, but do you rely heavily upon that bullpen once you get into tournament play and get into regional, super regionals, and trying to make it to the College World Series? You mentioned how important it is to get those guys some rest, but do you lean on them a little more this time of the year? Yeah, you definitely do. You got to go to the guys. DBH is going to go to the guys he can absolutely trust, and or the guys that have a really good matchup situation. And uh, a lot of times it's going to be the hot hand, you know, just depending on who it is. And you know, it could be Gage Wood, um, it could be Cody Adcock. Who knows? It could be any of those guys. So um, you've got to really. This is the time where everybody can. <clears throat> you you got to take your your chance. You got to get when you get your opportunity. You got to take advantage of it. And um, these guys have and. Um, Again, it's it's really really nice to see, and you've got to have those bullpen pieces in play to make a run to Omaha. And I've said it over and over again on the show, but um, the bullpen is the most valuable piece when it comes to postseason and having that figured out and dialed in. So I think we're we're pretty close. Knock on wood, we're pretty close to to being there. You mentioned Hunter Holland in the complete game. Do you remember of any performances and when you were playing in Arkansas where guys went complete games? Was there? I know it's not very often, but do you remember any of them when you were playing? Man, you know, off the top of my head, I don't. But, I mean, you know, I got to play with guys like Barrett Aston, Ryan Stanek, and, you know, Trey Killian. They, a lot of those guys had such good outings all the time. It seemed like those were guys that you've seen that they were always in there for six, seven innings against. It almost felt like they were throwing a complete game, you know, complete game every time. And they were just quality starters day in and day out, and you could rely on them. And you can have that, that one guy, which I know this year has been a little bit different with Holland and Hagen kind of switching Friday night and kind of, figuring out what to do and it's been like five and four piggybacking six and three so um yeah anytime you just get a complete game no matter who it is it's just it's huge so but i don't remember off the top of my head any but we just had a lot of really good quality starters that we go six seven eight innings no problem and it seemed like every week so with peyton stovall being out now peyton hold he's gotten some game experience how big is that for him knowing that he's going to be the guy to to finish the rest of the season yeah i mean you He's one of those guys. He's taking advantage of the opportunity in front of him, and he has played well. You know, an Arkansas boy that plays with a lot of pride, a lot of passion, man, and, and you can see it. And he takes – you can tell he has a lot of pride in everything he does uh, as well. So just to be able to come in off the bench and, you know, kind of playing once every two or three weeks and, you know, kind of playing once every two or three weeks, but playing every day and being able to do what he's done in the SEC, right in the heart of it too, uh, it's been a little bit of a spark plug for us, to be honest with you. So – uh, kudos to him, man, and I have full faith in him. And you know, losing Stovall is—you never want to lose a left-handed bat like that in, in the middle of your lineup. But um, you know, Holt's done about as good of a job as you can stepping in and filling those shoes. Speaking with Tyler Spoon, former Razorback, here on the Jones and Sun Diamond and Bridal Fine Jewelry Hotline, thanks to First Horizon Bank. Uh, Tyler, now that you uh, are going to be going into a, a Vanderbilt series where they're going to be down or could be down two of their pitchers, they're down for sure one of their starters. It's in Nashville. It's a thir- it's a Thursday night start where you kind of know where uh, both teams are, are lined at. But just what do you make of the matchup against Vanderbilt and also the type of team that Tim Corbin always has at Vanderbilt because they've definitely been one of the best programs in college baseball for a long time. Yeah, it's you know Vanderbilt and Arkansas to me are kind of like you know they're. Vanderbilt, the Arkansas, the East, in a way. I mean, they they do things right. They they work hard. They put their nose down. They they grind it out. That's just a reflection of Corbin and DBH. And um, you know, it, it doesn't matter what they're doing. You know, if they had a bad series this past weekend or a bad two weeks, you know that Danny's going to be ready to play. And they're always going to have the weapons and the bullets to come at you and win every game. So uh, all has got to be on their toes. Can't take anything for granted, no matter who's starting, who's not. I remember my last year at Vandy, or I think it was my last year. We went to Vandy and. The Sunday guy was uh, the famous George Sheffield, and he hadn't pitched all year. And it was like, okay, he's a starter. He's, 
you know, kind of coming back from injury, hadn't really pitched at all this year, and uh, went in eight innings and didn't throw a pitch under 95. So um, Vandy has those guys left and right, so you've got to be on your toes and just know that even though they may have a starter down, they've got another one that can jump right in there and fill his shoes really quick. As far as playing at Vandy, how does that compare to playing at some of the other places around the SEC? You know, it's a lot more mild. Um, it's a nice stadium. It's just not as big and not as loud, you know, and I think, uh, you know, honestly, you think about it, when Corbin took over, Vandy baseball wasn't a huge deal, so um, he's just kind of built it into a an unbelievable program, and I think those changes to where it's going to create a really, really good atmosphere um, in the future, I think they're probably going to have some renovations here soon and do a bunch of really cool things to make it a little bit more of a uh, SEC environment, so to say. Um, kind of catch up with everybody as far as stadium wise. You know, not knocking anything on the stadium. It's just a, doesn't hold as many people. It's very nice. You know, all turf field. That's a little different, but um, it's a really nice place. It's just a little bit more mild than like your Mississippi State or Ole Miss and you know, LSU. So, um, it's but it's never an easy place to play at Vandy um, on their home turf. So Tyler, uh, did the Vandy Whistler exist when you were a thing? Like when you were playing? Like was was he there and part of it? Because I feel like I, you know, I know that he's become a much bigger deal now, but I, I don't remember him being a big deal back when you were playing. Do you remember him at all? You know, I don't remember him much at all. But now every time I see a Vandy game, I hear whistling. It seems like so it's just it's there. It's it's without a doubt there, and it's always on my mind every time I see a Vandy game on TV. I'm like, oh, here we go. The whistler is going to be somehow on this audio, and I'm going to have to listen to it for nine innings. So, um, but yeah, no, I don't remember him back when I was playing. I sh- I would imagine that I would remember that, but uh, yeah, it's it's very apparent he's there these days. So, do you remember any like in your time playing that there was a particular fan or fans that stood out to you as far as some that did you like do remember and something that you're like, okay, that's really annoying or, or something like that in your playing days? <laughs> oh God, Ole Miss was the hands down, because Ole Miss was rocking. Ole Miss was the rowdiest place I played. I mean, you want to talk about just, you know, the entire outfield is all the college kids, and, you know, I somehow my, my sister, uh, my girlfriend at the time, my mom, my, you know, every, all my family members and friends somehow got brought up, and so, you know, they uh, they do their homework, they do their research, and so they were a very rowdy crew, uh, to say the least. So, um, one of those times that, uh, that one of those places that it was it was really tough and it, you always laughed and you just, they said funny things over and over and then sometimes they crossed that line but um, yeah it, those are the I don't remember one specific person but uh, kudos to the Ole Miss outfield because they they did their homework and did a good job heckler. Well, you get to this point of the season, Tyler. Uh, last series there and of course as players you're probably not paying too much attention to the standings but. Is it discussed amongst the coaches and the players when you come down to that last series and Arkansas being in a position there at the top of the SEC, what needs to be done in this last series to win the SEC? you got to win two out of three. You can't, you can't expect Florida to lose a series, and you can't expect Florida to, to get swept. And um, you know, At the end of the day, you go win the series on the road at Vandy. You've done everything you possibly can, and then some to, to put yourself in a position to win it. And if something happens we win the series and and florida sweeps then so be it we tie the sec overall you know so um just take it one game at a time and you know it seems like arkansas does everything it can to win on friday night and you know you win that friday night game the odds are heavily heavily in your favor so if we can win friday night i like our chances um you know just moving forward in the weekend and florida's got a tough test at kentucky so uh you never know things could happen and you know you just gotta you just gotta play one game at a time and try not to think about it. And at the end of the day, whatever happens happens, and just try to take care of business on the road at Vandy, and that's all you can control. So Tyler, what does that mean for a player? Because we know that winning the College World Series title is really the thing that is left for for Dave Van Horn and and the Arkansas Razorback baseball program. But as far as winning the regular season or, or an SEC tournament or whatever, what does that mean to a player? Does it mean something, or is at a place like Arkansas, hey, our, our eyes are on bigger prizes than just winning the SEC. We're trying to, to win it all. Hey, you know, we were actually never in much of a position to win the SEC, um, SEC West, SEC overall, anything. We were close, you know, a couple times. But, I mean, never, like, really threat like, what this team is. And, you know, it is a, definitely a notch on your belt, and it is definitely something to pat your back, you know, for a little bit because winning the SEC is just an incredible feat. It's very, very tough to do. 
Um, so, yes, it's awesome, but at the end of the day, you're not there to win the SEC. You're there to make it to Omaha and win a national championship. So, um, eyes on the prize, and those guys know that. They, they know that, hey, even though if we win the SEC, it, I mean, the job's finished and all, and um, you've got a lot of work left to do from there. That's just the, the beginning part of it. So, um, all eyes go to that regional whenever you get there. You focus on that and getting out of there and going to winning the Super and finding a way to Omaha. Do you feel like that there should be some uh, changes, which I know we'll probably talk more about it next week as well, but the SEC tournament and how it's set up, it just it's one of the few postseason conference tournaments it seems like nobody really wants to do, or if they do it, they approach it a little bit differently. It's very long. It gets very hot there in Hoover. Would there be some things that you'd like to see maybe uh, changed as far as conference championships or at least the conference tournament and how it's approached? Yeah, it's so tough because, like you said, it's the one sport that, no one really wants to do it. Um, and I'm not, not saying they don't want to do it, but the thing is, you're going to see guys that aren't going to throw their everyday starters. They're going to get their starters some rest. They're going to try to give their bullpen some rest. Maybe some players, you know, their position players some rest. So it's one of those things that, you know, it's very rare that a team that's not in the tournament wins the SEC tournament anyway. It's usually, it, it, it's hard to say what you can do to change that. Um, the end of the day you just kind of show up and try to go play and get some guys playing time that maybe haven't yet or just kind of rest your guys and get ready for that regional so i don't know what you could do to change that there's not you know i'm sure there's some good uh ideas out there but from what i can tell you got to have it uh, you know at least gives that team a chance to win it if, if anything and give someone a chance to win the sec tournament but at the end of the day it's kind of you know kind of what we just talked about no one's really playing every every year in the SEC to win the SEC tournament. That's not really what you come to play in the SEC for. You come to win a national championship. So um, who knows? They may change something down the road, but I can't see anything right now that would fix it or change it much, you know. Well, it also looks to me like winning the SEC regular season means so much more than winning the SEC tournament. I mean, granted, you could do both, and that'd be great, because Arkansas did that just a couple of years ago where they won the regular season and the tournament. But uh, to me, it's just always been more important or at least more valuable to win the regular season knowing you went up against 10 different SEC teams. You're in position where if you win the SEC regular season, you're for sure going to be a national seed. Uh, to me, it's just more about the regular season than that, than that tournament anyways. And maybe that's where it comes into play as far as what people value and uh, maybe not value it as much in the postseason too. Yeah, no, you're right. Again, in a, the SEC overall winning that is, is so much more important because you are going to war every week for 10 weeks straight and you know, to be able to come out on top of that war and, and you know, say, hey, I'm, I'm the top dog of the SEC, it's, it's definitely something where you get to the SEC tournament. It's just like, well, if we win it, we win it, you know. I mean, for us, the motivation was more per diem. So the more you win, the more per diem you got. And you get to stay a little bit longer. But um, at the end of the day, it is, it's all about getting to that regional and resting your guys. I mean, it's just like Mississippi State when they won it, you know, the national championship a couple years ago where – they went 0-2 and, and lost by a combined like 26-4 to or something crazy like that and then won a national championship. It's, you know, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter who wins it or what you do in the SEC tournament. Um, you just got to get ready for the regional play. I also had a question from last week I meant to ask you, but uh, I actually forgot about it. So I'm going to ask you now instead. So we had uh, somebody that was asking about your recruitment process because they think it's in baseball. It's just, of course, it's changing everything in college sports. But when it came to your recruitment, was it was it just Arkansas and that nobody was – you don't want to be in, interested in anybody else? Were there a lot of other schools coming at you? Just what was your process like uh, as a recruit and uh, how many other schools were coming at you and trying to get them to come to your school to play? Yeah, you know, there wasn't a lot of schools that were actually coming at me, to be honest with you. Um, I wish I could say I was this highly recruited guy out of high school, but I wasn't. Um, I was actually, I was almost set and ready to commit to UCA. Um, you know, I had a lot, a lot, all the Arkansas schools essentially, you know, wanted me to come play, you know, um, you know, a couple in Oklahoma, a couple in Missouri, you know, D2 schools, nothing, no big time schools. And then I just went to the showcase camp that Arkansas had and had a really good day and they ended up going for me. A minimum scholarship so it wasn't like I got much at all you know what I mean but I got a scholarship and that's all I needed so um and that was you know for me you could have had Arkansas LSU Mississippi State Texas I mean you you name the top programs it didn't matter who was coming if I had Arkansas I was gonna be I was gonna be all of them yeah that that was a, a pretty fascinating thing when you said that uh, you didn't have a whole lot of schools coming at you but if you think about like Arkansas and the type of program that they are like, hey, if Arkansas offers somebody, I feel like everybody would want to offer somebody. So I think that's kind of a unique thing where maybe Dave Van Horn and the staff saw something in you that other schools didn't. Yeah, maybe. Um, you know, and again, sometimes a lot, I tell kids this all the time when it when it comes to the recruiting process, and all it takes is playing really good one time in front of the right person, and they, they end up liking you, you know. I mean, you could have a, 
Um, you know, when I went to that showcase, I hadn't touched the bat in like two months. So I, baseball really wasn't. I was playing football at the time and doing two days and then all that. So um, all it takes is just getting in front of, you know, to, and it's a lesson to take every game like it's your last, you know, or like someone's watching because it really could be the one time. Maybe there's a scout in the stands or, you know, a college coach or whatever that or a coach's cousin that's there. And, um, you know, you play really well in front of them one time and that's all they need to see. And, you know, that's the rest is history. So. Um, it is one of those things that they took you know, a little bit of chance on me as an in-state kid. They didn't want me going anywhere else. So, um, yeah, I was I was super glad that they took a chance on me, and you know, fortunately, it worked out. So, um, yeah, I'm really thankful and I'd be more proud to be hog. So, will we be able to get to see you uh, up at the regionals or perhaps super regionals? Are you going to try to attend those games if you ever have a chance to do it? Yeah, I think I'm going to try to try to make one of those. I've only been to two games this year, so um, but that's what having two kids will do to your free time <laughs> a little bit. So. Uh, I'm going to try to get out there for at least a regional, super regional, and, and try to see the atmosphere. And anytime you get a regional or super regional bomb, it's just, man, it's electric. It's just so much fun. So uh, definitely we'll try to take advantage of that and get out there um, at least once, maybe twice. Yeah, well, it should be a great one. And uh, it's just great to know that they're at least going to host a uh, regional and more than likely super regional if they make it that far. So it should be an awesome atmosphere, yeah. too. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get you up to Omaha. And then when they go to the World Series and win it all, too, we'll find a way to get you up there, man. You, you got to check it out. <laughs> Yeah, it's a, it's a right. yeah. It, it'll be awesome because it's going to be a great postseason. Arkansas again taking on Vanderbilt tonight in their final regular season series in the SEC. And Tyler Spoon on First Arkansas Bank and Trust text line joining us. All thanks to First Horizon Bank and Tyler. As always, man, we appreciate it. Enjoy the weekend, and uh, we'll be catching up with you. I'll be down there in Hoover next week, so we'll catch up with you and talk to you about the SEC tournament and hopefully uh, seeing how Arkansas is coming off a great series victory over Vanderbilt. All right. That sounds good. I appreciate it. Go Hogs. All right, there you have it. Tyler Spoon, again, thanks to First Horizon Bank joining us here on Out of Bounds each and every Thursday. We're going to take another commercial break. When we come back, we're going to get to more of your phone calls and text messages at 501-661-1037. We'll also have uh, some audio to play for you and give you some updates on some headlines, too, here on the Trash Talk Thursday on Out of Bounds. So stay with us. Our care is a system of medical providers dedicated to bringing you the highest quality of health care. Our care, so you can live your story. This is Sports Center. Arkansas football got another transfer portal addition yesterday as TCU cornerback Keon Stewart flipped his commitment from Michigan State. He played in 13 games last year, recording 14 tackles, three pass breakups, and a forced fumble. Arkansas baseball will start their final regular season series of the season tonight as they take on Vanderbilt on the road. Arkansas will start Hagen Smith, who is 7-1 with a 2.47 ERA, while Vanderbilt will go with Patrick Riley, who is 3-2 with a 6.43 ERA. If Arkansas wins two out of three in the series, they clinch a share of the SEC regular season title. With three wins, they hold the title outright. First pitch tonight is set for 6 o'clock. TV coverage will be on SEC Network. Radio coverage will be on The Buzz starting at 5.30. I'm Christian Weaver with The Buzz Radio Network. Hey folks, Wild Bill with Motorsports Authority right here in beautiful Hot Springs. Plus our location in Russellville, folks. I got Magic Mark sitting here beside me. You've been buying a lot of cars. The best inventory mark in a long, long time. That's right, Bill. We've looked in every nook and cranny and we've got the best inventory we've ever had. And don't forget, we buy cars. Come shop with us where your income tax return will go further at any one of our locations located in Hot Springs and in Russellville. And as always, you can visit us online at msastore.com. This is Trey Reed from the Wild Side on 103.7 The Buzz, inviting you to join Mark Hedrick and me Tuesday nights at 7 p.m. Brought to you by West Rock Landing at Lake Maumelle, Edwards Food Giant, all about tire and brake, battery outfitters, and Crater Bills Outdoors, Hot Springs, and Little Rock locations. It's the Wild Side, Tuesday at 7 p.m., only on 103.7 The Buzz. Get a great deal on Select Kubota Equipment, the number one rated tractor brand for durability and owner experience in the U.S. The versatile lineup features performance match attachments to help you make the most of your land. Right now at participating dealers, get a Kubota compact tractor for zero down, 0% APR for 84 months. Now through June 30th. See them or go to KubotaUSA.com offers for full disclaimer. Visit your leading Kubota dealers today 
River Valley Tractor. Five great locations around Central Arkansas to better serve you. RiverValleyTractor.com. From 67167, it's Trooper Colt Chipley and his partner, Dirty Larry, of the Arkansas Freeway Patrol. Yes, ma'am. I'd like to report a robbery. A car dealer gave me too little for my trade, pulled my credit four times, and gave me a high interest rate. Now, what are y'all going to do about it? Oh, you should have went to Guatney Chevrolet. We won't rest until we catch the dealer that did this to you. Now, take a step back. We're headed to Waffle House. Don't let this happen to you. Watney Chevrolet is offering low 1.9% on all new Blazers, Equinox, Trailblazers, Traverse, and Silverados. Plus, take the handcuffs off your summer plan with no payments for 90 days. Watney Chevrolet, 1301 TP White Drive in Jacksonville. Call 501-982-2102. WatneyChevrolet.com. Chevrolet. Find new roads. All offers with approved credit. David Dunn here with Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer. We're the area's largest and highest rated independent diesel repair facility for all makes and models, from transmissions and brakes to suspensions and engine repair. If you're tired of high dealership prices and long wait times, come see what family-owned and locally operated really means. Expert technicians and the latest computer diagnostics will get your equipment back on the road fast. Take the England exit on I-440 to Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer, 568-2185. That's Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer. Greatness doesn't happen overnight. It takes time, focus, and dedication. At Shelter Insurance, we understand that because we've put in the hard work and dedication for decades. And that commitment has paid off with award-winning customer service for your auto, home, and life insurance. See shelter agents Monica Reiners or Brian Cress in North Little Rock or Jamie Marsh in Little Rock. There's only one place to stop for the best in meats in Central Arkansas. It's Hogs Meat Market. Check out their monthly package deals of the best meats online at hogsmeatmarket.com. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. How does Sam Pittman celebrate being bull eligible? Well, I believe I'm going to have me old cold beer. <laughs> And that's kind of what I like to do, you know. Do so. you need any company? Anybody want to come, but bring some, you know what I mean? <laughs> Thank Be you, baby. Go on 103.7 The Buzz. It is a Trash Talk Thursday here on Out of Bounds. And, folks, i got to tell you about Bet Saracen and the Bet Saracen app. It is the app to go to if you're here in the state of Arkansas. You want to bet on some of these great sporting events that are happening, like Razorback Baseball. Yes, you can bet on that. It's happening tonight against Vanderbilt. And not only can you bet on the various different things when it comes to the Razorback Baseball team, but... You also can do some prop plays and some daily specials. You got the double R prop plays, which are always a lot of fun. But how about this? They have a special where you can go and say, hey, I think Arkansas is going to sweep this weekend. You get plus 250 at that. Or if you think Vanderbilt sweeps, plus 200. Arkansas 2-1 wins a series, plus 350. Vanderbilt wins a series 2-1, plus 325. So that's something you're feeling. You can bet on it. And it's only with the Bet Saracen app because all these other apps that – you could use a lot of times they don't localize it. They just do ah well here's the NBA and here's here's the here's MLB and all that. Okay, that's great because the Saracen app does that, but they also do some local flavor to go along with it too. So if you haven't downloaded the Bet Saracen app, do so right now. You can go to your Apple Store, you can go to your Android Store, you can download it that way too, and you can also go online at betsaracen.com and check out all the different types of variations that they have when it comes to those specials too and you can bet online that same way so no matter what it is no matter how you need to do it go to bet saracen and get started winning some money on these games with the bet saracen app in fact I'm trying to decide i'm going to bet on this show i think arkansas is going to win the series 2-1 so i'm going to do that i'm going to go ahead and bet on it right now sounds like a great bet yeah that's all that's all that's what i'll tell myself it sounds like a great bet i'll take it and uh I'm sure it'll pay out for me in dividends and work out for me and Arkansas will never let me down. They have never done that before. So at least not this weekend, too. But 
it's kind of crazy though when you think about the specials because again we were talking with Tyler Spoon about it that it's more you get a better odds at plus two fifty for Arkansas to sweep than you do for Arkansas to just win the series two one at three fifty. I think that's pretty fascinating. Feeling good about Arkansas, apparently so. Which hey, listen, I, that, I love it. I'll Put take something the on both. Yeah, I might do it because I'm like. I think Arkansas is going to win the series, and there's reasons to be confident that they will win the series. So, you know, might as well put some money down on it, too. But I thought that was a pretty cool thing. And, again, that's what's great about the Saracen app is they have all these different specials to take advantage of, whether it's uh, here uh, for Arkansas sports, but also uh, going along with uh, some of the other sports like the NBA, Major League Baseball, and, and that stuff, too. So uh, we just got, a, uh, of course, this final segment, then or this segment, then we'll get to the final segment of three and out. But... I know that we keep talking about the the John Morant situation uh, in the NBA and still waiting on uh, what's going to be the punishment or what's going to be the result of what happened with the situation that he's in. And, you know, there's a lot of takes that's been had. And, you know, yesterday we got to hear from Adam Silver and, and what he thought about it. But I also thought it was pretty fascinating to hear from Charles Barkley. And we know the NBA on TNT, they're always going to be very opinionated about it. But uh, Charles, old Chuck, he went on a rant last night, and I thought it was really well put together, and I think it, it, it really gave uh, a lot of people something to think about when he was talking about what John Morant and uh, the way he's going through, and say some of the people that may say that John Morant's a victim in this situation. Take a listen. First of all, I, I got to say something, man. We got some idiots, some fools, some jackasses on television that really just pissed me off talking about Josh should make a stand saying he didn't break any laws. He didn't do anything wrong. We're in a state where you can carry your gun. Those guys are just, they just freaking idiots. And I only say freaking because y'all won't let me say what I want to say. It we just don't pay for it. It, it. it pisses me off when I hear guys say that. Yo, man, when you're making $100 million a year to play sports, your life changes. There are certain rules and regulations you have to live by, plain and simple. You can't do stupid stuff. That's the trade-off. Now, if you want to do all that stuff and give all that money back, more power to you. You can make that stance. You know what? I want to do what I want to do. I want to flash my gun and make videos and do things. Okay, that's fine. But you can't make money on the NBA doing this stuff. I I just hope that he grows up and realizes, like, yo, man, First of all, you're not a thug. You're not a criminal. You're not a crook. You're a guy making $100 million a year to dribble a stupid... $200. $200 million to dribble a stupid basketball. And it, you hit the lottery. We all hit the lottery to do something. There's people out there work 9 to 5, 8 and 9 hours a week, going to make $25,000 a year. They will kill to be in our situation. And, you know, Kenny's right. At some point, it's not your friends. Bill Parcells used to always say, and I love he says, yo, man, you're just an unlucky dude. Bad stuff happens around you all the time. You're just an unlucky dude. No, 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 man. You got to look in the mirror and say, yo, you know what? Maybe I'm the problem. And it's, it's disappointing because the kid's a great player. But to be, like, to be a fool already, then be a bigger fool a couple months later. And this is like your fifth or sixth gun thing. And like I say, hey, I'm a guy. I'm a gun guy, but I don't understand why you're flashing it. My bodyguard teasing me, man. If you touch your gun, you better shoot somebody. It ain't for everybody to know you got. And he riding around with. I guess he think he would Anquan Fuqua and Steven Spielberg. Yeah. So it was a pretty strong comments there from uh, from Charles Barkley, and I think that that's where a lot of people come from with uh, the issue that they take with uh, with John Morant and. And how, uh, not everybody in the media, but there's been some people that have treated it almost as if, like, oh, you know, it needs to fight it, or it needs to say, oh, it's like, oh, it's like, you know, it's my Second Amendment right and all that. It's like, no, it's it's an NBA issue, and it kind of goes along with the image, and the image that based it from the NBA. And so, I don't know, I just thought that Charles Barkley is a former player, and, uh, you know, kind of went on the rant there, too. It, it made a lot of sense as to what, you know, what really truly is the bigger issue, and uh, why people see this as such a big issue, considering... What he has, what he has going on for him as John Morant, and also uh, just uh, you know the problems that's been caused from it as well. So you know it's it's not like he's in charge of Char- like Charles Barkley that is is not in charge of what's going to happen to John Morant, but uh, just to see and hear from all the different perspectives of former players and media members and and, and everybody, everyone's got their opinion. But uh, I think that that one definitely is one that 
Uh, a lot of people, I think, relate to as far as how they feel about the situation as well. Josh stands to lose a lot of money, and everybody understands that, not only on the court but off the court, even more so. And Charles Barkley, and, and there have been many other players that have been in a similar situation, not with the guns, but been in situations where they've had some kind of troubling issue and they stood to lose some money off the court. So he's speaking from somebody that you can listen to that's made mistakes before and you can learn from his mistakes as opposed to making your own mistakes. And Barkley was famous at one time for saying, I'm not a role model, which in reality, those guys are role models. There are a lot of people that look up to them, especially a lot of kids. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's the thing is, uh, when you think about, like, for instance, Sean Morant and you know, maybe the proximity that we have uh, to the Memphis Grizzlies franchise here in Arkansas and in just here in Little Rock, you know, I've, I know a lot of kids that have John Morant or I've known a lot, I've seen a lot of kids with John Morant jerseys, like, you know, with my nephews when I go and see them at, at one of their sporting events. I've seen kids wearing John Morant jerseys. Like, it's just, you know, it, it's with the proximity and, and the way he plays and the explosiveness that he has. It's something that's very endearing to a lot of people and so that's why it's you're held to such a higher standard of you know when you're making that money and when you're in that position and when you're on that team and when you're in the league and in the NBA and and all those things it just always adds up to people wanting to expect more out of you and that's I think was what's why I don't think anyone there may be people that are really mad or like hate John Morant or something but I think that there's just a lot of people that are really disappointed in him just knowing that it's like the power that he has and the influence that he has to you know, not be able to learn from the first mistake that he made to have the second mistake. I think that that's what's just hurtful to some people. It's like it's disappointing knowing that you know, as Charles Barkley said, you hit the lottery, man. You got it going on. You get to get paid. What was it? He said two hundred million dollars. You know, to play a sport and play a game that anybody would kill to go out there and play for. And I think that's where the disappointment comes into effect of why people feel so strongly about it as well. Jaws is a guy that's giving of his time also, and uh, he spends a lot of time with kids and doing charitable things uh the make-a-wish radiothon that we do every year Mm -hmm. they have really good things to say about john moran and and making a wish for some of the kids and and there are a lot of kids that that is their wish to meet john moran and he's been involved with make-a-wish and many charities so he's very given of his time and that's why it is understandably one of those situations where you're thinking about not only him as a person and you're thinking about the people that actually look up to him because there are a lot of people that, that do come into contact with him. He's really accessible. And so now you start thinking about those people and more so than just even thinking about John Morant, the person, you're thinking about everybody else that it, it is affecting. Yeah, the the impact that that it has is, is what holds so much weight for what goes on in, you know, what, whether it's the professional sports or college sports or everything. It's just one of those deals to where, People have a standard for you, and you and you gotta you gotta live up to that expectation. Because if you don't, it's a problem, and, it, and it's going to be a problem for for Jaw, and it's a problem for the league. And that's why they're taking it so seriously. And that's like when we heard from Adam Silver yesterday. He's like, I was shocked, I was disappointed. I, it's like because it's it's everybody's involved. Because if you really want to dive deep into it, the NBA itself, you know, trying to keep their image based up at a high level. This could impact just other players and other organizations and other people where it's like, even though they had nothing to do with it and they have nothing to do with Jaw, it's it's encompassing of everybody in that league, too, to where it could hurt the brand of the NBA itself. So that's what they're... Again, it's just all-encompassing, and the impact that it has is just greater than John Moran himself is what comes down to it. That's the bottom line. They don't want it to be a situation where people stop showing up the games, people stop paying attention to the sport altogether because at the end of the day... They're trying to generate as much money as they can, and this is something that could affect the money that's coming in. Yeah, and when, as we all know, especially uh, how many times we've talked about it, it's always about the money. And if the money gets impacted, things are going to happen. Change is going to get made. Things are going to get adjusted. And it's no different when it comes to something like this with John Morant. We will take our final commercial break. When we come back, we'll get to three and out. Some headlines, some storylines, some things we didn't get into, but we will dive into it, and we'll get you ready for Drive Time Sports all coming up next year on Out of Bounds. $1.2 billion. 
Imagine what you could do with that much money. Well, thanks to the Arkansas Scholarship Lottery, you don't have to imagine because we can tell you exactly what's possible. You can fund more than 720,000 scholarships for Arkansas students. Scholarships that have educated teachers, nurses, engineers, welders, computer coders, and more, changing their lives and reshaping their communities in the process. So keep playing, Arkansas, and together we can imagine what happens next. Every day, we do one thing, and we do it at the highest level. We formed Arkansas Urology more than 25 years ago, and ever since, our world-class team has gained experience and expertise in every aspect of urology. Today, you'll find our state-of-the-art facilities across Arkansas, where the latest technologies are used in innovative ways by skilled specialists who are dedicated to one thing, improving lives every day. Schedule your appointment at ArkansasUrology.com. Join Macy's and APIA scholars to support college access. Throughout May, you can help equip Asian American and Pacific Islander young adults with the resources to succeed in higher education and beyond when you donate online to APIA scholars. Or round up your Macy's store purchase up to 99 cents and donate the extra change. Give back today and learn more about our commitment to brighter futures for all by saying, Alexa, open Macy's now. A lot of new enrollments, huh? Braylon, Braden. Monique's daycare is crawling with new arrivals. Hey, sweetie, are you hungry? She needs more early childhood educators. Did your socks slip off again? And a nap. Hey there, little guy. Okay. Whoa. Indeed can help her hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. We instantly connect you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. Hello folks, it's Frank Fletcher from the Fletcher Store right here in Sherwood. Well today I want to talk to you about why I would like for you to consider Fletcher Dodge when you need a new or a pre-owned vehicle. You know, shopping for an automobile makes most people uncomfortable. It can be a stressful experience, but we want to take away the stress and give you a pleasant buying experience with confidence in what you hear and you see. Folks, our business depends on you returning to us over and over again over the years. We've been here in Sherwood for over 25 years, and many of you have bought five, six, or seven vehicles from us. Most of our sales staff has been here a long time. As you know, all of our pre-owned vehicles have the prices right on the windshield. Our best price is there for everyone to see, and our new cars have Frank Fletcher's green tag showing all of our specials. So folks, please come see us at Fletcher Dodge on Warden Road in Sherwood, or you can shop us online at FletcherDeals.com and give us a chance to serve you. Tired of making those long hauls and missing your family and friends? Has Slip Concrete needs CDL drivers here in Central Arkansas. Weekly direct pay, great benefits, plus bonuses and local routes. So be home for those birthdays and special events. Apply today at ConcreteDrivers.net. Go to ConcreteDrivers.net to apply. Again, go to ConcreteDrivers.net. If you have a Class A or B CDL, you can start hauling today. Apply at ConcreteDrivers.net. That's ConcreteDrivers.net. If you're looking to update your home decor, then go see our friends at Coffin by Design West. At Coffin by Design West, they have design specialists on staff that can help you with your decisions on any updates to your home. They have over 7,000 square feet of beautiful new home decor pieces such as sofas, dining tables, design throw pillows, lighting, and chairs that arrive daily. For those of you who like the aromatique candles, you can find those and also gift cards. Located at West Pass, Taylor Loop, 14900 Kentrell Road, or go to the web at coffinlumber.com. Make it the event that everyone wants to attend by getting your meat for tailgates, parties, or just family get-togethers at Hogs Meat Market. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. Kane is in the building. Their time is done. It's over. Over? Did you say over? Nonsense. I've not yet begun to defile myself. Call Kenny Loggins because you're in the danger zone. I play real sports. I'm trying to be the best at exercising. It's time for three and out. It's been three hours and we are boom out of here. All right, it is time for three and out. A few headlines, a few storylines, a few things that we got to dive into. We were talking about Ja Morant. Well, Nike 
and their app. They've apparently pulled Ja Morant's signature shoe. So uh, they're no longer featuring it or anything like it. And uh, we know that it could uh, be leading to some other repercussions from Nike. But, you know, we talked about his suspensions and all that may not come anywhere near to some of the endorsement trouble that could be happening and impacted from this whole thing. So that's just uh, maybe the tip of the iceberg right now. But it looks like uh, Nike's at least made some sort of move when it comes to John Morant. Bryce James, LeBron's younger son, he is transferring. He's moving on from Sierra Canyon, and he's going to transfer to Campbell Hall. And it said that the James family has already made a significant donation to the creation of a multi-million dollar athletic facility there on campus. And now that he transfers, he's going to be playing with Richard Hamilton II and Baron Bellamy, son of comedian Bill Bellamy. Also, uh, Damian Lillard uh, took to social media and had some interesting comments where uh, somebody had tweeted out, muting all of you that are undervaluing the Blazers' number three pick and insisting on trading Dame. What is wrong with you all? You think we suffered through this long to go out like that? Goodbye. Well, Damian Lillard saw that tweet and quote tweet. It says, if the fans want to trade me, start the petition and send it in. Wow. And uh, somebody said, uh, LOL, you ain't low. You want to leave but trying to get the fans to push you out. He says, I've been the same on the same time over a decade, LOL. I'm just saying if the people got different wishes, make it happen. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, he was. Uh, he took the social media and let everybody know about it. But I was like, okay, all right. Well, uh, I like Damian Lillard, but, man, that was a pretty staunch comment from him on Twitter. XFL, they drew an average of 1.43 mil for the championship game between the Arlington Renegades and D.C. Defenders. ESPN said it performed within our expectations. We ended on a high note. Now, it was up from eight games that were televised on ABC. Their average was 1.13 mil throughout the season. And for that championship game, the attendance with the crowd, the fans there, it was over 22,000. So they said it. They, uh, they liked what they saw from the league, and it was a successful season. And it was good to get that average at the end for the championship game. Well, this could be problematic, or at least I'm going to have a problem with it, but uh, Oscar Meyer, we know, is one of the, the big dealers out there when it comes to all the meats, but they are apparently changing the name of the Wienermobile. We've all seen the Wienermobile driving around, and they're changing it to the Frankmobile. Now, some people are thinking and hoping that this is just a publicity stunt to get people to talk about it, but they're trying to promote their all-new Beef Franks uh, that will feature a more balanced flavor profile and iconic beefy taste. Whatever that means. But, hey, still, if you're going to change anything, change your food, change your taste, change all that. But do not change the name of the Wienermobile. It needs to stay the same. And people will be very disappointed because Frank Mobile just doesn't really have the same ring to it. And speaking of XFL and the fan attendance there, uh, another one that is uh, really a big-time significant drop-off. The Oakland A's, with the news being announced that they will be leaving for Vegas... They are drawing really low crowds these days. They had an announced paid attendance of over 2,000 fans. It was 2,064 fans. So we know that when it's announced and it's the paid attendance, a lot of times it's a lot less than that. And there's a video shown of scrolling around the stadium, and it looked like there were just a few hundred fans there. And they are Major League Baseball's worst team by record, 10-35 and 35 overall. So, according to a new poll, one of three adults say they are too tired to be healthy. 35% uh, say it's uh, tiring to live a healthy lifestyle. And younger adults and women are most likely to say that they're too exhausted to exercise and eat better. We all know that it's uh, pretty tough to be healthy out there, too. But uh, it says that young people are actually more uh, apt to say that they're too tired to be healthy than older people. So how about that? Quite an interesting thing there, too. But, hey, no one said it was going to be easy to be healthy. you got to put in the work. But just 35% say, nah, too much work for me. Post Malone, he was in Scotland performing, and he saw the performance of a Scottish singer, Gregor Hunter Coleman, and he really liked what he saw there. And after the show, he went to Coleman and asked him, you want to have a drink? And Coleman actually turned him down and said that he was saving up for his house at the time and he really wasn't doing much drinking here lately and uh post malone said you know it's on me let's go have a drink and they started talking about his housing situation and he said it got to the point where post malone actually donated something towards his house and gave him a deposit to put down on it now he didn't say what the number was but he said post malone Mm -hmm. did help him in his 
his housing needs moving forward. So IHOP, which is, of course, the International House of Pancakes, they are selling pancake-flavored coffee. That's right. Two types of pancake-flavored coffee. And one's called the buttery syrup, and the other one tastes like their chocolate chip pancakes. And they're hitting grocery stores on Amazon this month. And it's not clear if they'll actually offer them at the restaurants or not. But I don't know. I've always felt like coffee, if you like the taste of coffee, that's great. But I felt like most of the time is just to get the, you know, the, the caffeine from it and to get you going. But, man, when you're going saying, nah, the only coffee I'll drink is the IHOP-flavored coffee with pancakes, maybe you should just stick to pancakes. Maybe that's what you really like. You don't really like coffee that much. Billie Eilish is single again after about a year and a half of dating her former boyfriend, Jesse Rutherford. There's a statement by Page Six that says, We can confirm that Billy and Jesse did split amicably and remain good friends. That's what they always say. Mm -hmm. Uh, They were last seen together at Coachella, and rumors started when they haven't been seen here recently. And they did confirm on Page Six that they have officially split. Another reason why uh, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle are some of the worst is that they were talking about how they were claimed they were chased for two hours through New York City from paparazzi. Well, the problem is is that the NYPD says that actually didn't happen. They released details on what happened. They said that uh, when going through the breakdowns and who they partnered with, they said they left the ballroom with private security around them at 10 p.m. Police said the couple wanted to go back to where they were staying in the Upper East Side. They didn't want paparazzi to know where they were going, so they drove, drove across 57th Street and other streets for an hour and 15 minutes. One NYPD vehicle was escorting their vehicle. They were driven uh, to the 19th precinct and stayed there for 15 minutes, and they helped get them there to their block and from a different car, and they got to the residence without ever being followed. So the police said it was not really a chaotic scene. So apparently they were saying that, hey, it was crazy. They were chasing us all over the place. And the pops were like, no, they didn't get chased at all. We were, we were fine. It was just an hour and 15-minute drive is essentially all you went through. There's a new movie starring John David Washington. Denzel Washington's son is called The Creator. It's going to be released on September 29th, but... The trailer is already out for it, and it's a movie about AI. That's all the craze right now. And John David Washington is fighting to find the person behind AI in the movie so that this person won't launch a war amongst AI on humanity. Speaking of movies, the trailer was released for Martin Scorsese's newest movie, Killers of the Flower Moon is what it's called. And it's only got a few people we may have heard of, Leonardo DiCaprio, Robert De Niro, of course. Brennan Fraser's playing in it, too, as well as John Lithgow. But uh, one of the things that I have always felt with movies is that there's certain movies that are not really looking good. But anytime someone like Martin Scorsese comes out with a movie, you know it's at least going to be pretty high quality as well. Shimmy Schembechler, who is Bo Schembechler's son, he has joined the staff at Michigan. So... You have a legacy there with Shem Beckler's son. He's on the Michigan staff now. How much? Uh, what was his academics though? Does credits credits transfer <laughs> over there to Michigan? Is that is that what happened? He's on the coaching staff, no. so no need for it. No need for it at all. Well, appreciate everybody listening in to Out of Bounds today. For Joe Franklin, I am John Neighbors. Same sports show, same sports channel tomorrow afternoon. Stay tuned, folks. Drive Time Sports coming up next. This is the Pigskin Preacher bringing you the word. Canada said goodbye to favorite son and national hero Gordon Lightfoot, who died recently at the age of 84. A brilliant singer-songwriter with a host of amazing songs, he had one hit in particular that defied Top 40 logic, The Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. This 1976 folk ballad was unusual in that it was six minutes long and retold the real-life tragedy of the 1970s 